Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My relationship with Leonard Skinner's guitarist, Ricky Medlock, has gone back around 25 years now. And we lived in Fort Myers and uh, got a lot of great stories. And when I first got the job in Fort Myers on the radio, uh, Ricky called. Oh, man. And I felt like such a big deal. I'm like getting rock stars calling into my radio show and I'm not even setting up an interview. He's just he's listening. It meant so much to me at the time. And then a couple other things that we're going to get to some fun stuff uh, that we're going to get to when my father called him Leonard, which was definitely one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life years ago. (laughs) Anyway, my dad's a little bit on the older side so it's not really a southern rocker from jacksonville florida southern rock band called blackfoot had uh hits with highway song and train train an incredible career still going we'll ask him about his very first job we'll talk about the infamous plane crash with leonard skinnert ricky medlock is my guest this week on Celebrity Jobber. The Celebrity Jobber podcast with Jeff Zito. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, give a five-star rating, and leave a review. Check out all our past episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you pod. What if these celebrities weren't famous? What would they have become? What was their first job? We're about to find out. There you go, brother. How you been? Good, Zito. How are you, my friend? I'm I'm doing so good. I got to just tell you quickly, it's become like a family joke. Um, there was that one time that I ran into you skiing in uh, Colorado. Maybe, I don't know. It was over 20 years ago because my son is now 24 years old and he was in a ski school uh, at the time. And I, I ran into you there and I tried to introduce you to my father, who, by the way, just turned 88 years old. And as I'm introducing my dad, I said, this is Ricky Medlock from Leonard Skinner. He goes, Leonard what? And I said, no, Leonard Skinner. And he goes, Leonard who? And me and my brother-in-law, we (laughs) crack up about it. All the time, even though, you know, it was 20 some odd years ago, he's he's an old man. So he, he wasn't a southern rocker. So uh, but we still talk about <laughs> that time uh, all the time, man. Yeah. <laughs> My very first, you know, when I was on the air in Fort Myers, um, I remember one of my very first weeks on the job. You called in. I was doing nights at the time. And you called in because I had a, a woman called me a pig or 
something like that. And you called into to the show, and you said, this is Ricky Medlock from that. Leonard Skinner. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I absolutely remember that. And I thought... She... Yeah, go ahead. Wasn't she like... I don't know. I think she really wasn't. She calling in, and y'all, you two were having this like kind of a heated conversation, and she ended up calling you all kind of names. That's right. I, That's right. I remember that man. And you called in and said, "Hey, this is Ricky Medlock from Leonard Skinner, and I just want to tell you, you're not a pig. That that woman is the pig right there." And uh, I was. <laughs> About, I got to say, 22 or 23 years old at the time. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. So I had no idea that, that me and you lived in, in Fort Myers. Right, exactly. And I'm still here. Still there, huh? Yeah, I'm still here, dude. I mean, um, gosh, I've been here since 1991. And how did and, you fare uh, since the, the hurricane? How, how did you do since that? You know what? <laughs> Many blessings to me, man. I came out unscathed. Wow. No damage to my home, which I'm right on the water. Yeah. And no damage to my home, no damage to the boat. Um, The only thing that happened was it broke a large section of a tree uh, out next to my, out next to the back there and laid that sucker over right within a foot of my uh, master bedroom. Oh, man. But, But that was it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I I've been back and I've been to the beach and it's just. Uh, I mean, they're coming. They're they're yeah. building it back, but it's going to be a minute. Then to know that you you walked oh, away. It's be a good, uh, listen, I've already heard guys down there saying, you know, oh, it's going to be about five years, and I'm hearing these business guys down there go five, try about ten. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. So anyway. Well, you guys did, I mean, Skinner did such a great thing for the community. You knew how bad it was because you lived there. And you guys, with the help of a few of your friends, put on a big show there and raised a lot of money for the community. Well, you know what? We were really proud of that that moment because we joined up, you know, with other guest stars and, and everybody came to the aid. And uh, was we were able to raise $1.8 million. Wow. And um, to give back, and, and all the money went to that. Uh, there was no hidden agendas. And, you know, we were just very happy that we were, you know, could be a part of it and kick in for, you know, all the victims here in southwest Florida. Uh, it meant a lot to us. It really did. Well, it meant a lot to the community there, that's for sure. And to know that it was a band like Skinnerd. Uh, that did it is even you know the star power that right. the name has alone meant a lot to to the community. Ricky, take take me back, take me all the way back to. It was pretty recent that I read, and you can confirm or deny this. I read that before Artemis Pyle, you were the original drummer of Leonard Skinner. Drummer, as you're a guitarist and you know main songwriter yeah. now. Is it true? That is very true. Um, the story is on this whole thing, and, and not a lot of people, uh, you know, will actually admit it. And you know, <laughs> right, what happened was, I was with Blackfoot first, and was very unhappy in what was going on with that in in like '69 and '70. And I got a hold of Ronnie, and Ronnie said that we need 
their first drummer, Bob Burns, who later returned. But Bob left the band, and I got in, and I went in. And I was a signed member of that early band for two and a half, going on three years. Wow. Uh, recently, there was a video that Gary did stating the fact that he had read a lot of of uh, people, you know, calling that I was not a part of the band, that I wasn't an original guy or in the original band. And he goes, people are not reading about the history. Uh, Ricky joined us. He wrote songs with us. He played drums. He even sang vocals and played some acoustic guitar and that they always considered me an original guy. Uh, I had signed contracts uh, under the heading of band members of Leonard Skinner, and it was Ronnie, Gary, Allen, Larry Junstrom, and myself. So there's the way it went. And, you know, I, of course, at the end of round 72, almost 73, I went back with and re, and re, you know, got Blackfoot got together again. And the rest is history. We went on, we had success uh, for, you know, for quite some time. And then when that all came to a halt, I kind of kept the band's name going with different members, different versions, and finally rejoined Leonard Skinner. Right. Uh, in 1976, and I've been there ever since. Wow. And and are you from a musical family, Ricky? Because I do remember yeah. reading something about your grandfather and how the Blackfoot classic Train Train, that your grandfather was, was a co-writer of that song or, or the original writer, and then you, you kind of made it your own. Yes. My, my family, my whole family, uh, were all, you know, involved in music my my grandfather my mother sang my uncles played uh and my like shorty was you know my grandfather was in and out of of touring bands and uh played with some of the heavyweights of nashville at the time and when he would be home he would do a, a local tv show in jacksonville called the toby dowdy show which uh, in fact um at a very 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 young age uh, he bought me a five-string banjo, a miniature banjo. And I started playing banjo at the age of three. And we worked up some songs. I went on the show with him. Oh, wow. And stayed there till I was eight years old. Very cool. And in the midst of that, I picked up playing guitars. Uh, picked up playing guitar when I was five. Uh, picked up playing drums when I was eight. And so, you know, I've been in this business, I guess we should say, the music business, uh, all my life. What was your first paying gig? Was it like when you said you you were three years old playing banjo? Was was that your first paid? Were you a professional musician at three? Well, I was getting paid scale uh, <laughs> right. at the time. You know, being on the TV show, so that would have been uh, my first professional. You know, paying gig. And how old were you? Uh, I went on to play drums for my dad's. You know, for my granddaddy's bands. He paid me. Um, you know, I, I started out very, very young of getting paid for shows. Wow. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. What about outside of music? Did you ever have a job outside of music? First job? Well... Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you, you do odd jobs and you work, you know, you're doing things, everything from, uh, you know, picking and clipping tobacco, um, working at a gas station or, you know, you do what you can. One of the one job that I had, uh, I worked at the, the Florida Air National Guard in Jacksonville because I love being around the jet. Right. And, you know, I love that. Uh, fueling them and, you know, doing different stuff out there. And, you know, here recently, quite a few people has always asked me, you know, if you had not been a rock musician, what would you have liked to have done? And I always say, uh, if I hadn't have been a rock musician, I'd have loved to have been a fighter pilot. Really? And, uh, yes, I think that, I, you know, I love cutting-edge stuff. And I would have, you know, if I hadn't have been involved in rock music and had the calling, I uh, probably would have tried to gone in the military and tried to have been a fighter pilot. You think you could have handled uh, being a military man, Ricky, and, uh, you know, drop down and give me 40? I, I see that as a tough thing for you to do when you're a young, uh, younger guy. Well, I mean, back then, if I'd have had the help, you know, one of the things that took me out of Leonard Skinner uh, for the fact, and not a lot of people know this, but uh, I have a lung condition called pulmonary fibrosis. And... Um, you got to have a lot of wind to play drums. Yeah, you so, do. So uh, one of the things that I always thought, you know, with Ronnie and those guys, I always said, hey, you know what? Um, you guys, you know, I went to Ronnie and I said, you guys need somebody. I said, I know that I'm good for you guys and you tell me that, that you love the way I play and it fits you. But I think that you need somebody that can step up a little bit stronger, a little bit better than me and, uh, you know, and take over to – boot you guys further and uh that's when they got Artie, and Artie did the fit the bill and uh thus history has worked out the way it did man um so i'm proud of look you know what man i'm very proud of what has happened in my life and my career it's still going yes and i figure hey look if Keith Richards can do it, I can do it. Yeah, no you're doubt about it. You're, you're and you got and and he's got a lot of years on you, so you got plenty of time. When did you first think to yourself? Because I mean, man, let's talk. I mean, Blackfoot, uh, you had big hit, uh, and like, when was it that you thought you made it in the music biz? Was there a a big break or something that happened? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I remember. We had the we had not the first two records out. We had two records out in '75 
and 76 called No Reservations and Fly It High. And they literally did not do anything. Um, they got overlooked because they had other artists that came out on top of us that got the attention. But three years later, we had the Strikes record come out. And we were totally unaware of what was happening until we were playing a club in Connecticut. And we saw the increase of a crowd like that was unbelievable. Right. And the next thing you know, we, I got a phone call backstage uh, from our management at the time saying, you guys need to pack up and you need to come on back to Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is where we were stationing ourselves out of. You need to come on back here and we'll explain to you what's going on. Well, all the way across from Connecticut, all the way to Ann Arbor, going through Detroit, we heard Highway Song on almost every station. Oh, wow. And we were like, what is, what is going on here? You know? So when we got back, we got laid on to a, a tour with Journey for about six weeks. Okay. And I remember our first night with them was in Kansas City. And we walked out. And we started into our set, which was basically the songs that, you know, we had on strikes. And we noticed that the reception was just incredible. And it wasn't until we hit Train Train and they, they, became, they just came alive, really alive. And when we finished, we walk off and the road manager from Journey <laughs> said, hey, you got plenty of time to go back and do one more. Okay. We walked back out, and I struck the notes to Highway Song, and when we did, the whole place was illuminated with light. Really? I turned around and looked at our drummer, and Jack Jack was looking at me, and I looked at the rest of the band. I looked at Jack, I went, we got one. Yeah. We knew it right then. And sure enough, Highway Song went on to do, you know what it did, took us over gold, Train Train took us over platinum, and... Um, rest is his wow man that's cool you know sometimes a lot of guys will tell you that you know it was a series of events that led to their success but i always love hearing when that one moment that changed your life you know because it's um doesn't right. happen to everybody you know and uh, those are those are cool well, moments sure. to talk about yeah i wanted to hear about a particular and i hope you don't mind me asking a particularly bad moment and that would be when Skinnerd and you were not in the band at the time of the plane crash, um, tell me when you heard about that, those guys are all your friends and you lost a couple guys. What was that like? Well, first of all, right before that, I had taken my, my old man over to see uh, Ronnie and the guys because they, they, Ronnie really loved my old man. He had, taken my old man as an inspiration to write one of the inspirations to write Curtis Lowe about. Right. Okay, great. And he had dedicated the album Nothing Fancy and a song on there called Made in the Shade because he used to tell us, you boys keep going the way you're going and one of these days you'll have it made in the shade. Right. So Ronnie wrote a song to that. Well, we went over to their studio at the time in Riverside and they were there and Ronnie saw my dad and uh, gave him a big hug, man, and said, Shorty, it's so good to see you. Y'all come on in and let me, we'll play you some of the new record. Well, we go in and he happened to play That Smell. And um, so after we heard it and we 
talked a little bit longer. Before we left, Ronnie said, Ricky, we got our own plane. Uh, why don't you come ride for a week with Oh, me? my God. You know, just come and hang out, maybe get up, jam, whatever. You oh, know. my God. And I thought it was a good idea. So right two days, maybe a day and a half, two days before, Blackfoot gets bookings. And so we had to do shows, and I called Ronnie up and told him that I couldn't go, had to do shows. Well, as they were leaving that afternoon from Greenville, we were pulling into Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> and that's how close fate was. Oh, my God. Know? Then I heard about it, and, of course, my parents were just, you know, shocked. My mom was, like, really shocked and kind of devastated because she loved all those guys and uh the next thing was was that um after you know i went through this thing where i says man if i'd have been there maybe i could have said something or done something but the next thing you know um i joined skinner again and we're on our first run in europe in 96 uh we had just played london and we had just did the tour over there and it was on the anniversary oh god in 96, it was on the anniversary of that happening. And I climbed up on the bus upstairs, the double-decker bus, you know, in the front lounge. And I'm sitting with Gary and Dale, and Gary looked over at me and said, where were you? And I was like, where was I what? He goes, you know, where were you on this day back then? I said, oh, okay. I said, I was in Columbia, South Carolina, as you guys were leaving to go to Greenville. And I said, you know, Gary, I always thought maybe if I'd have been there, you know, maybe I could have said something to change the course, you know. And he goes, Ricky, there was really nothing you could have done or said. And he said, besides, it's meant for you to be here now. It wasn't meant for you to be there then. Wow. So there you go. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm get, you give me chills right now because I had no idea how close yeah. You you could have been you could have been on that plane. It was talked about. Wow, incredible, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about it. Yeah, you know, being with Gary, you know, we lost Gary last year. Coming up on a years a year ago that we've lost Gary, the last of the you know founding members of the band. And you know, I promised Gary uh, when I got back in the band, I promised him. I said I'll be there, Gary. Uh, till the last note in Freebird is played. And, uh, of course, I promised him that. And, of course, we all hoped that I had hoped, you know, of course, he'd still be here. Right. Um, it's, it's, I still haven't really uh, settled on it yet. Yeah. I haven't been able to settle with it. It's still a sore spot with me. Um, we do a tribute every night to Gary during Tuesday's Gone. And um, I still can't really look at the video, mm. uh, you know. And so I guess at some point, you know, it'll it'll come to me that, you know, everything's good. And I know he's in a good spot right now. And um, I hope he's with my old man Shorty and Ronnie and Alan and all of them, and they're making great music. You imagine the jam session those guys are having right now? Do you imagine what that probably sounds like? I'd like to get my ears on that. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Careers go forward. I know that Johnny and I, uh, you know, we're at a crossroads several times whether to keep this thing rolling or whatever. And it was Gary's wish just, to, you know, to tell people to reaffirm it. I mean, it was Gary's wish not to let the music die uh, with him. And we basically have put it together to where Johnny and I can go out. And uh, it's still the brand name. We feel like we're Leonard Skinner. And the deal is, 
you know, we'll see how long it's going to go. I mean, um, you put no timetable on this. You're, you're not. We figure you're, if the Rolling Stones can do it, we can do no it. No doubt about it. And it seems like I'm so afraid because everybody's coming out with a farewell tour. And it's like, wow, if we keep moving at this pace, I mean, who are we going to be left with? So I'm glad to know you haven't put a time on it. Because at one point I did think that Skinner was winding down and you guys were saying like this is going to be you know a farewell kind of run here for the next few years and it seems like everybody's doing it and it's scaring me to death well the the one thing that we did was we announced it and and it was a, really it was misconstrued as to what we were basically saying gary uh was succumbing to serious serious heart issues and really didn't want to do the 80 90 100 shows a year. I mean, that's a heavy-duty thing to do. Big time. And so, basically, we were going to cut it back. It would be a farewell to the heavy touring. We were going to cut it back to where we would only do maybe 35, 40 shows a year. Okay. And, uh, but then he succumbed to even, you know, the serious heart, where he even had to drop out altogether. And um, there you go. I mean, it's just, it's incredible with all that you've done, and Skinner, like you said, is still going strong. You're going to be there until the last note of Freebird is played, and uh, we're talking about a long time from now, because the Stones are in their 80s, and you are not. Uh, you're, 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 you got a long time to go, my friend, but what gets me is there's another band. Another, like, why don't you start relaxing, playing golf, maybe just chilling out and enjoying life a little bit because there's a new band. There's the Ricky Medlock band and a new single. And it, it's like you're, you're, the machine is constantly turning for you. Right. Well, here's my thing, Zito. This is where I'm at. I'm still very loyal and still, you know, Skinner is my main thing. Always will be. The reason why I'm doing this and I created this is because when Skinner was on hiatus, uh, I wanted to have something to do. I got a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, you do. And I can only do so much fishing until I'm ready to go play and <laughs> play a guitar and, you know, be active in music again. So uh, that's one of the reasons why, and plus writing new stuff, have songs laying around, man, that needs to be recorded and it needs to be out there. So I'm very proud of what we've done. Uh, with this new song, Never Run Out of Road. One of the reasons what we're doing, you know, being part Native, there's a very serious issue with missing and murdered indigenous women. And it's the MMIW movement. And I picked, a, I picked an organization that I feel very worthwhile. And I got this through my friend, Gil Birmingham, who's the actor in Yellowstone that plays the tribal chairman, the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center. A large part of the proceeds goes to that and another charitable organization which I'm close to not too many years ago they gave me a Lifetime Achievement Award which is Dreamcatchers Charitable Organization. And then another organization uh, just for animals that were doing Save the Wolves. So three charitable organizations part of the proceeds are going to. That's great and man. I'm very proud of that and I'm very happy to do it. Uh, at the end of the day, you know what? It puts a big smile on my face. It well, really does. what I admire about you is so many people out there that need help talking about the Fort Myers hurricane thing 
and how Skinner kind of comes in and plays this show, raise almost two million dollars for for that that community. It's just um, right. it's it's a it's a real nice thing that you're doing, and you're a good man. And 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 I'll tell you what else is good about you: that Hell House whiskey. You got a you got a uh, <laughs> you got somebody that's a real fan of that too, and you're you're talking to him right now. Well. I tell everybody when you buy a bottle and you drink it, don't drink too much of it because the next day you're going to feel like you woke up in Hell House. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get I got to get you to sign a bottle for me uh, next time I uh, I run into you. We'll be more than glad to, my friend. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Ricky Medlock Band, Never Run Out of Road, new single, download it, buy it. Great, great cause. The National Indigenous Women's Resource Center proceeds go towards uh, that great cause. And, uh, man, it was great, great talking to you. I haven't seen you in a long time, but I definitely wanted to yeah, tell you uh, about that time I ran into you in Colorado. And uh, we we still talk about my family. We still talk about it. I was like, man, that was probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life uh, when my dad called him Leonard, who I said, oh, Jesus, I wanted to crawl into a hole. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know what, man? It's good to talk to you, Zito. Seriously, man, come see us. Uh, you know, we're going to be around. We're going to be in the Florida area here coming up shortly. If you're in the area, man, let us know. Will do. Will do. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you, brother. Take care of yourself. You too, man. Bye-bye. Pretty amazing story. And I'm telling you, I got goosebumps when he was telling me how close he was to getting on that plane with the band. He was with Blackfoot at the time, but was with Skinner before Blackfoot. So they had a great relationship still going on. And Ricky tells the story about how he almost got on that plane. But thank God that Blackfoot got bookings during that time and uh, he was unable to go. Incredible story. His big break came with Blackfoot. He noticed when he was in Connecticut that uh, the fans started coming a little bit more than uh, they previously were, and then management gave him an order to come back to Michigan, which was where their home base was at the time. As they're driving through Michigan, they can hear their song, Highway Song, on all different radio stations, and when they finally hit the stage, as they were opening up for Journey... They came back for an encore, played Train Train. The place went crazy. He said it was that moment in time he knew something was happening with his band Blackfoot. Talked about some jobs that he had outside of music, picking and trimming tobacco. Worked at a gas station. The National Guard in Jacksonville. He said he was so impressed by the Jets that if he wasn't a professional musician, he wanted to be a fighter pilot. Pretty crazy, right? But his first gig, his very first paying job with his grandfather, Shorty, on a local TV show in Jacksonville where he'd play a five-string banjo that his grandfather bought him and uh, he got paid scale. So he was a professional musician appearing on that TV show when he was three years old. His first job 
in the music business his whole life. That, my friends, that's pretty cool. That's incredible. And a new song from a new band, the Ricky Medlock Band, the song Never Run Out of Road. Proceeds benefit the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center, a great charity, and close to Ricky's heart as he is Native American. RickyMedlock.com. You could purchase the song. Could stream or you could check out the song there. Dark Horse 1950 underscore Medlock is Ricky's Instagram. And just an all around great guy doing great things for the community and other charitable organizations. Says outside of fishing, he can't fish all that much. So he's got a lot of energy. He's doing a lot of stuff and he's doing a lot of good for a lot of people. Man, that was a great, great conversation with Ricky Medlock from the band Leonard Skinner. And we've got a lot of them up on CelebrityJobber.com. All our past episodes are posted there. Please listen anywhere you pot, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please subscribe. If you like the podcast, give us a five-star rating. We'd love that. And leave a review. That's important as well. And you can find us on YouTube.com slash the at sign Celebrity Jobber. On Instagram, the Celebrity Jobber Podcast. Really appreciate your listening. Thank you so much. Until next week, I'm Jeff Zito. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.